0: happy monday mortgage real estate and world at large todd duncan good to be with you each day nine o'clock sharp monday through friday we do a little thing called the coffee with todd i got my coffee it's actually my third cup so if i seem caffeinated i actually am no i can uh i can handle coffee pretty well but um anyway i i wanted to start the week off you know we're in the middle of may and may is motivation month in terms of what we're trying to bring to the marketplace. And I get questions that come in through our High Trust Today private Facebook page. And um, I decided today, this morning, Monday, to do a a clinic on one of those questions. And so I'm gonna spend 15 minutes. We're gonna go straight to a quarter past the hour. And in each of those five minutes, I wanna talk about one thing, okay? So let me set the stage on this. The question that came in that I really wanna address is, I lead some large teams, and I am a fanatic when it comes to time blocking, ever since I learned it from you. But so many loan officers and so many real estate agents still don't believe it is possible in our line of work to have order and routine. What would you say to LOs and agents who typically live a reactive type business? I think this is a really, really great question, right? And I don't know about you, but I think uh, if I were to ask you how many of you over the last week or two or three or four have found yourself reacting you know, often to situations, maybe it's uh, contracts are in process, maybe it's loans in process, maybe it's interruptions from sources you weren't planning on getting interrupted from, and you allow that interruption to take place anyway. There are hours and hours and hours that we could spend together on really giving you ideas around what are the world-class best practices of using time effectively. I believe I've spent the better part of my professional life since I graduated from college until this day studying peak performance productivity. I try to live it as much as I can. I get my teams as much as they can to live it. It is an art. It is a science. And it is worth it. So we have a brand new resource called Connect. It's 16 videos that I have just recorded during the COVID process. And uh, one of the, 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 the lessons is entitled Own the Clock. And the idea behind Own the Clock is how do you own the day? The idea being that if you don't own the day, then parts of the day own you. And so while I have a 33-page section that goes into Own the Clock in the Connect series, I'm going to give you a few highlights right now in these 15 minutes together. So I have some I have some thoughts to this question. So many LOs and agents still don't believe it is possible in our line of work to have order and routine. What would you say to them, those who live a reactive type business? The first thing I would say is, have you ever remodeled a home? And it's a simple question. You know, I, I hope that everybody watching Coffee with Todd were on six different platforms as we broadcast this live session. I would hope that everybody at some level has either built a home, remodeled a home, um, tore down a home and rebuilt, or maybe a combination of those types of things. I can remember one home that I remodeled and I can tell you that it was very clear to me that a lot of that home had to come down before a new part of that home could go up. And so in the world of time and time productivity, there's a word called deconstruction. And until a human being deconstructs where their time is going, they won't see the white space in which they can construct new, more proactive and productive behaviors. So I'll give you an example. In our high trust sales academy, we ask people to kind of go back in their mind for the last two or three weeks and kind of write down the things that they routinely get involved in that during the teaching they realize that either they should not be involved in as much as they are or actually that thing that they're involved in could be delegated and i ask them to go through that i ask them to write down as many as six things and then i ask them to pick the top two things from those six things that they'd like to get rid of the soonest and presumptively the the ones you want to get rid of the soonest would be the things that you're either taking way too much time to handle and or things that are just not in your wheelhouse and they're probably too expensive for you to do it compared to what somebody else could do it for for you so that you could reallocate that time to make more money. That is a deconstruction mindset. At the end of that little workshop that takes maybe 20 minutes, I ask people to take the top two and just add up, you know, hours per day and how many hours per week do they think they're actually losing to that particular thing. And it's shocking to me that somewhere between 15 and 20 hours is the normal answer that a couple of things that get in the way that are not in your wheelhouse or that somebody else could do less expensively, you're actually doing. Now, if you really understand this, that means half the work week is not productive at best. So if half the work week isn't productive to get two years of productivity using that same kind of workflow, I would have to work four years. To get one year of real productivity using that same analysis, I'd have to work two years. Um, To get that same productivity uh, in 10 years, I would have to work 40 years. You start to look at this, you start to look at if half the work week is going to something that randomly is not my highest and best use or something that somebody else could be doing, then how long will I wait before I start to make those changes? So when you remodel a home, you you have to take down the walls. you got some of them. you got to take down some of the studs. If you're going to break away from the floor plan, you've got to reconfigure and take things out and then build things back up. So we always ask people to start with measuring your hourly rate. You know, how proud are you of your hourly rate? When you look at how much money you've earned in the last couple of weeks, you know, how many hours you've worked in the last couple of weeks, what is that number? It doesn't matter if you like your number or not what matters is your number can can get better. And I think people fail to understand the idea that um, I'm giving my life force. I'm giving life blood. I mean, this thing is me, right? It's my life. I am giving it to my work. So by definition, if I'm giving my life force to my work, then I need to make work as powerful as possible So that I don't shortchange my life force off the job. So part of this whole idea of owning the clock is how can you get minutes back every single hour so that then at some point you have hours that aggregate where you can either not work 12 hour days or you can work four day work weeks or you can change the model in any way that you'd like to change. So when you, when you look at your hourly rate, no matter how high or how low, your hourly rate can grow. So um, we're getting ready to launch Sales Mastery this week and, and we're looking at some of the testimonials from people that have come through Sales Mastery and I was struck with <clears throat> one of these this morning that I wanted to share with you and uh, it's from a gal named Lisa Wills and Lisa's been through Hydra Sales Academy and Sales Mastery and what she said is her hourly rate went from $35 an hour to over an hour in 10 months. And this is pre-COVID. This is pre-low interest rates. This is pre-2020. This is the stuff she did last year to to bring her value up that high. And she did it by reinventing and deconstructing her relationships with referral partners. She did it by reinventing and reconstructing how she worked with her PA and now two PAs. She, she did it from a standpoint of what was her average loan amounts and could she actually begin to move into the wealth management sector instead of the sector that she was in. And at the end of the day, all she did was start looking at every two weeks, how do I pick up how much I'm worth per hour? And that is a huge exercise. That's a huge exercise. So when we get back to time blocking and we get back to hourly rate, it stands to reason then that the more time you spend making money, the more money you will make. The more time you spend handling interruptions and things that get in the way, the less money you will make. So the key then is to how do we fix the interruptions and how do we get rid of them and or how do we, in best case scenario, get rid of them and if they ever pop up, delegate them. So this hourly rate thing is huge. And I think most of you in the business realize that you can make as much money as your actions warrant. If you want to make more money, you got to spend more time doing things and make money. And if you want to have more time to make money, you got to be more efficient at the things you do so you have more time to make money. And so I teach a course called the five foundational principles for a high performance mortgage and real estate team. OK, first principle is everything can be improved. You just need to, you need to write that down. Everything can be improved. And so the question is, where do you need the improvements the most? Where would you get the biggest breakthroughs? So three quick tips as we head our way to 15 past the hour. Tip number one, by all accounting, you got to decide what's your perfect week or your perfect day or your perfect month as those aggregate are going to look like what is your perfect day? How many hours do you want to spend on you personally, gym, meditation, prayer time, you know, morning routines, whatever? How many hours a day do you want to spend working with borrowers or sellers or buyers? I mean, how many hours a day do you want to do that? Uh, How many hours a day do you want to work on just your pipeline, you know, loans and or transactions in process? You know, what part of the day do you want to get, knowledge uh, so that you can be ahead of the competition? What kind of rhythm do you have around taking breaks and sharpening the saw, so to speak? What, what is the day? Because I'll tell you right now, about 99% of people that I coach and speak to, and I've, I've coached and spoken to millions of people, they do not have their perfect day. So the discipline is let's decide what the day looks like and then let's manage the things that get in the way of that day being carried out the way that I envision it. I can tell you right now, first time out of the blocks trying to live your perf- perfect day, it's not gonna be a perfect day. In fact, I'll tell you now, even as a guy that really owns time blocking, I mean, I spend my life trying to be as productive as possible. There's still things that interrupt, right? But I'm much more productive because I follow the basics, I follow the essentials, and if I ever have a bad day, I reload for the next day. So you've got to design your perfect day and perfect week. Okay. Number two, you, you really, really need to understand the word priority. Okay. So, so when, you, when you think about this, um, you must schedule the priorities. And priorities, by definition, if you take the word prior, very interesting breakthrough right here. If you take the word prior, Priority means prime concern, first concern, most important consideration, matter of greatest importance. Prior. Prior means do it before it becomes a necessity. Reactive, proactive. Everything we react to, we can proact to. Everything that is a reaction, we can have a proactive solution. Everything that takes us away from being productive, there is a solution to bring us closer to being productive. But what Stephen Covey says and what most of the time management experts that I kind of run with say is that if you don't determine the priorities, the day will automatically prioritize. And the difference is the priorities that you want to get done are not the urgencies that the day typically uh, you know, throws your way. So we we back up and we realize that um uh if priorities are important, they got to get done and the longer they get ignored the more important they become. So like right now if you're a loan officer, refis are hot, you know, rates are low and uh we don't know how long this is going to continue to go, but what we do know is when this goes away, the people that are going to win are going to be the people that right now have made relationship building a priority. Even though there's a ton of refinances to do, The priorities are going to be working with your real estate and builder partners and making sure that you have the plan together so that when this shifts, you're going to make some really, really powerful things happen. The other thing I want to say about this idea of priorities is when you manage the priorities, you have peace of mind. You have a different approach to the business. You you have a softer kind of energy around you. It's not urgent. It's not like hair on fire kind of stuff you're running the business instead of letting the business run you and then the third thing is is so design the perfect day or week okay understand the word priorities okay deconstruct your time in high trust coaching um, we i'll tell you straight up in high trust coaching we make our coaching members deconstruct their time we want to know within the first couple of weeks of their engagement in coaching where is their time going because the only way we can help a coaching member figure out how to be more productive is to figure out where he or she is not being productive. And if we can figure out five or six areas that they're not being productive, and that totals five or six hours, that's about a $10,000 decision for every five or six hours, we can help a member become productive. So it's essential that you have these boundaries as you start to look at. And then the final thing I would say is you gotta learn from every interruption. Interruptions, you know, right now are where most people react. And what I wrote down is I wrote down a reaction is a systemic flaw in something else that should have been done prior. Prior, remember prior. Prior is ahead of, before, prior. So the key to interruptions is to look at every every interruption with a sense of awe and go. Okay, this is like the fifth time this has happened this month. I wonder why the same thing happens. It's a great question, because then what you can do is sit down and you can figure it out. You can say like, this call comes in. Hmm. I wonder if this call went out, this call would not come in. And you start to think that way. What do I need to do to prevent the inbound stuff that I typically react to? And I am golden, man. Again, we have dozens of hours of teaching on, on time productivity and insane peak performance kind of stuff. These three things though, I think are the root cause for people reacting. So design your perfect day, make the priorities, the priorities, learn from every interruption and continue to shape the amount of time you spend making money and doing it the wise way and the right way. And at the end of the day, you will own the business. You will own the clock and it will not own you. Peace of mind, straightforwardness, calmness. Here's how I succeed daily. It's a plan, it's a it's an attack plan, it's a knowledge plan, it's an execution plan, and nothing is ever gonna change. You're never gonna get more time. You're never gonna save more time. You can only use the time that you have. And so once it's gone, it's gone forever. Make sure that you invest wisely in it, okay? Tomorrow, huge interview, huge interview tomorrow with Mike Hardy and Rick Mount, To unbelievable mortgage professionals and originators who help originators win. We're going to have a great leadership discussion with them tomorrow on Coffee with Todd. It will be a VIP extended session. It'll go 35 minutes tomorrow morning. Be here or be square at nine o'clock. Coffee with Todd. Thanks guys. Have a great day.